Hey friends, welcome to Naked in Truth, the podcast that's designed to open up your mind, to help you break down walls and barriers in your life that you might not even know exist yet. But don't worry, every wall that we break down together on this podcast allows you the opportunity to level up and create your impact. With that being said, I think it's time for us to get honest, vulnerable, and naked in truth. Hello, and welcome back to the Naked in Truth podcast. It is me, Sari D, your host and creator, and we are back with a very motivational story today, guys. I'm not here alone, and I have the one and only Dr. Mark Morris here with us. Do you want to say hey to everybody, Mark? Yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to uh, chat here. Absolutely. So some of you guys might know him by his Dr. Mark method. Um, He is very well educated in the nutrition space. He would be great to educate you if you are a coach that's looking to go into the nutrition field, but we are not going to use his expertise on that today. We are actually going to dive deep into a personal story with Mark, because I think that we assume that when we see successful people that they haven't really been through a lot in their life. Like I, I think that we can look at Mark and say, you know, he's, he's a successful guy. He's a doctor. He's been able to go off on his own and start his own business so that he could fit his family life. Like it really looks like this man just has it all together. And it must've been so easy to get there is what we assume while we're trying to build our lives and feeling like we're getting through all these sticky things that life puts us through. Right. And when we go through those moments, honestly, sometimes we feel like we're the only person being faced with it and that everybody else in the world is just smooth and dandy trying to get to where they need to go. Right. Completely. Yeah. No, entirely. Well, I first just want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast and being willing to open and share about this story. um, Because I really do think that it's going to hit a lot of people who are maybe in a spot in their life where they feel like everything is currently falling apart and that they can't see that light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Mm -hmm. And kind of your experience of what you've been through and how you've been able to grow yourself and your mindset to where you currently are today. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So when it comes to you yourself, you are, you are currently a married man with one child right now. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. We have uh, a little guy named Max. He's just about to turn three and we have uh, my wife, Amy, and myself have a new one on the way at the end of March. So no way. Well, congratulations yeah. on that. Uh, so obviously life is a little busy right now. It is for sure. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little wild. So is that why you decided to take your business more so online than to be underneath someone else or where, uh, where did you kind of go with that to get a little back history on, on where you're at right now? Uh, well, actually, to be completely honest, my business has always been like, I would say 95% online, like uh, pre pandemic, I was doing some in person strength coaching in kind of a group environment. Um, but when the pandemic hit, uh, it was just a natural transition into taking everything online. But even my clients, my one on one nutrition coaching clients and powerlifting clients, I would have yeah. been doing everything online since like 2012. So it was just I've always been in the internet. You've been ahead of the game. I love it. It's I a guess good- so. I, I, it was one of those, I, it just made a lot of sense for me. I've, I've been, um, 
if I can get a specific result and work with someone in like a streamlined fashion, I've been pretty anti brick and mortar for as long, um, you know, as I've been around this stuff. And that's not to say like, I love, I love gyms and in in different environments like that. And it's really, really important. It's just, it was never for me in a business sense. So um, I've been doing the online thing and talking to people just like this through the internet for as long as I can remember. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing because you're impacting so many lives with it. And so thank you. You're welcome. So when it comes to you and your wife, you guys were both leading businesses when you first kind of got together, right? Both entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. if I'm correct there. Awesome. Yeah, so well, even well, like even Amy's background too, like a little bit yeah. more in a like a clinical sense. We both both have like um an entrepreneurial spirit and stuff, but I think for the longest time we were probably destined to more like conventional roles. Like mm-hmm. I taught two full university courses while working on my PhD and was very much like in um on the trip, like the kind of on track to become like, you know, a tenured professor, do research-based stuff, um, but always really liked working with people. So I've been able to take things in a different way. And um, based on Amy's experience, um, like in medical background and stuff, um, she would have been in clinical roles, but in the last little bit has been able to focus on more private practice stuff and helping people just like her, which we'll talk about in a second. So um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like a lot of, it's been a balance of, I don't know, for the longest time being on a conventional path, but always knowing I wanted to do something differently. So yeah. Well, good for you guys for following your heart because a lot of people don't have the guts to do that. And nobody ever wants to be looking back or feeling like they're at a point in their life where it feels like it's ending and they're you looking wake up back. You're like 70 and you're like, yeah, what just happened? Yeah. Why didn't I choose to make any of the decisions that I actually wanted to go with? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you guys ended up having something really serious happen in your relationship when you guys were quite young, when you think about somebody going through something like this. So I'm wondering if you could open up about your story of what happened sure. with you and your wife in 2016 that really kind of put a rock in, in everything that was going on. Yeah, totally. Um, I'll tell, I'll, I'll do my best job to give you the briefest recap of it. Um, I grew up in a very, very, I had a very easy life for a very long time. Let me preface this up by, by saying like being like a white educated male, I faced very few obstacles for the longest time. Um, which led me to, I don't know, I was always kind of like a I would say, how do I say this? I was a bright, a bright young boy, um, smart, liked science and stuff. And, you know, was always destined to go to university, that type of thing. Wasn't exactly sure what I would do, but went down a conventional path of getting a university degree, um, my bachelor's degrees in in chemistry. Um, didn't fully enjoy it, but knew I wanted to do something like in the health and fitness space. And I remember, I remember seeing John Berardi speak in like 2006. And at that point I was really getting into like um, health and fitness and lifting weights. And I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a way I can combine this, like, you know, science, scientific mind with helping people um, through fitness and, yeah. and, and nutrition and, and stuff like that. And at that point, like a lot of the things that we know right now just didn't exist. Like it's you so would true. either take like, you take kinesiology and become like a physio um, or you would become like, you know, go like into hard chemistry and do like lab based stuff, but there's no, like the, the stuff that we know now in terms of, I don't know, pioneers in the space and like mm-hmm. evidence-based coaching and stuff, it just like, didn't, it didn't exist. But I remember very black hearing, and white, right. Of, yeah. Of it was just very like conventional path. People didn't invest in that kind of stuff. Like it just wasn't a thing, right. We yeah. had articles on the internet and we read them. And, but other than that, like we were just experimenting and whatever, but I remember hearing Berardi speak and 
And someone had asked them, um, you know, how do we become you? How do we do all these cool things with like nutrition and, you know, in business and, you know, designing products and like helping people and stuff. And I remember him just saying like, you know, if you went to school for long enough or something and studied hard, you can do it. And I was just like, that's a BS answer. I could get nothing from that. But I remember seeing his credentials in terms of being a PhD CSCS and just thinking, well, I got to copy that. Yeah. Um, if I've, got, if I've gathered, <laughs> if I've gathered anything from that, so just went down that path and applied to grad school and then came out here and, um, continue lifting and studying and that stuff and met my beautiful wife, Amy. Um, and things were on a path of, I was starting to get into powerlifting coaching quite seriously and in coaching at the international level and doing a lot of traveling. And between like 2014 and 2015, I had taken, like, I was all over the place finishing my PhD, um, I had taken like 60 flights all over the place to like just jet setting and living, you know, all over the place. And we had a family wedding. Um, Amy had a conference in Chile and then we had a family wedding in, in, in Hawaii. And I remember getting back home and being like, Oh man, like I got to relax a little bit. Now it's time to like, like, like settle, settle in and that type of thing. And then I don't know to get into like the story of things. So in May of 2016, I got the, like the phone call that I never want to get. And I live in Saskatoon. My entire family, um, is from Southwestern Ontario near Windsor. Um, we got a phone call that was like, Mark, your dad's had a heart attack. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And originally I was like, oh man, like, what is this? What is the meaning of this kind of thing? Um, and yeah, my dad had a heart attack. It was in a coma. And then within like four or five days of being home, passed away, like somewhat suddenly. So it was like, I'm so oh, sorry man, to like, hear that. like, it was just, it was, it was, you nobody's know, prepared things. for that. Right. No, no kidding. And like, especially like being like elements of him passing away from a heart attack, like some be it some aspects preventable and probably, you know, carrying some guilt around, like, you know, could I have done healthy life and yeah. stuff. And yeah, but I couldn't have, he was his own dude. So. It's so, so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Can't tell totally. data what to do. And, no, totally. And he, uh, he wouldn't have wanted me to or anything like that. So, so that happened. Yeah. And in the midst of that, we were getting ready to get, we were getting ready to get married and all that stuff. We had bought a house. Wow. Um, and there's just like, there's so many moving pieces, big, and stuff. And I was, big moments, yeah, big right? life like, events for geez. sure. Yeah. So then we, um, everything getting set to getting married in September, big life events, that type of thing. Um, the wedding was beautiful, went over really well. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up going on a honeymoon to Italy and Greece and really enjoying ourselves, having the time of our life doing like, you know, the things that you should do drinking wine, eating pizza, just enjoying ourselves, that kind of thing. And then like, Amy came home. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And then came, we came home and Amy started getting like really like distended and just like tons of bloating. But I mean, like we had just been like doing whatever we wanted for weeks. Right. And yeah. she's really athletic individual, that type of thing. So we just didn't really think much of it. You're and thinking then, just ate some food that didn't agree well with yeah. her. hasn't been paying attention to moving as much, that type exactly. of thing. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Like stuff like that. And then um, it just, it didn't go away and continued to get, continued to get worse. And it was one of those things where, um, she had to really advocate for like, something's not right here. And then going down the path of like, what is this, that type of thing. And then like, before you know it, it was like weeks later and six weeks after our actual wedding, she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and had like, no. a, um, 
like a two kilo tumor. Right. And she's like, Oh my gosh. So that's what like was actually creating 35 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So wow. um, going down that path and then having surgery and chemotherapy and all that stuff. So it was like, just, uh, like I was, I was living like such an easy, straightforward life for the longest time. And then yeah. it was just like emotional turmoil in terms of just and, landing in my lap. And that's the thing is that, you know, I think that it's not until things actually go bad or things go wrong that you really yeah. realize how much you value, how great your life is. And I like, I'm wondering, did you actually know how great and cushy your life was until that really happened? Or did that really allow you to look back and be like, holy crap, I have actually had such an awesome life, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I did have an, like, I, I, I'm generally pretty optimistic and positive and, you are, yeah. and that type of thing, but like, um, it definitely like puts everything in perspective and there's like some like definite dark moments and that type of stuff. But I'm also like, I'm strangely stoic about things in terms of like, okay, this is what it is. This is what we're going through. This is, you know, like and you've always been so that way. Like, yeah. A bit. Okay. I think there's just, I, I mean, Growing up, I, I guess like it wasn't the easiest time growing up. I was like, you know, a little bit pudgy, bullied, kind of like totally. in grade seven, I was in the liturgical dance team, which is like church dancing. I was made fun of a little okay, bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I would have been probably making fun of you because I was a bully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's elements of things that I probably like wanted in my life and wasn't getting yeah. um, and just was like kind of like created a resiliency around like this is, this is the way things are. Um, and that's okay. And I'll get to where I want to be. So I, I can be pretty stoic about stuff, but in terms of just like, um, trying to make sense of it all and it all coming at me at once, it was just like a lot yeah, um, well, to try to like, how do you process. Even process that? That's the thing is like you, yeah. you literally came off of what seems like a dream because like, let's just be honest when you're able to travel back to back, it is like a dream. You know what I mean? You're, you're sure, seeing yeah. all sorts of different cultures and just experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and especially like you said, there was different weddings that were going on and conferences and those are exciting mm-hmm. times. You know, if people are speaking, yeah. you're getting appreciated if you know, there's lots of love yeah. at the weddings. And so mm-hmm. it's all this hype, 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 hype. And then yes. you found your person and you guys have worked so hard on, on all these things the last couple of years. And you finally feel like that moment is coming together where it's just like, ah, it's just going to be me and you riding off into the sunset. Right. Kind of thing. Exactly. And it's like, you didn't even get that time to even sink into marriage yet before you had this big worry arise. And like, if I can be completely honest, like, like finances, time, like everything, right. Like I want to know what did you feel in that moment? And what were some of your biggest concerns? If you don't mind sharing that with us. Oh, no, that's a good question. I think I'm, I'm, being at uh, one side, I'm like very stoic and try not to let like, just like next thing that's in front of me deal with that, like not trying to get too emotionally wrapped into things and be like the rock for a, a lot of like different people, be it Amy, or even just like, you know, kind of being that voice of reason or just always being there, that type of thing. But like, yeah, like I think there's elements of like, what are we going to do? We still have like bills to pay for and things. And like, like cancer and just like chronic disease itself is like, man, it's like life doesn't stop and it's expensive. Like there's things that like you never think about, like going to the hospital and like paying for parking for a day while like your wife gets 
you know, IV chemotherapy, like it's like like stuff like that, right? Like there's like a lot of costs associated with it. And obviously we're lucky to be in a healthcare system where, um, you know, things are subsidized and Mm -hmm. there are some graces and stuff. And I can only imagine if it wasn't like that, what it would be like. Right. But you had tons of like financial stress and especially with like horror story around, you know, being self-employed, like this is, and no one prepares for in terms of, you know, you always have that one family member being like, oh yeah, you're self-employed, but wait till this happens. That's exactly it, right. Yeah. Right. Like, like you're not going to have this sort don't of have like, that security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So just being like that and kind of going from that, but um, that, t- that, those type of things, I think just being somewhat a creature of habit and knowing like trying to keep some sense of normalcy through it all was really, really important in terms of like structure around like training and working and that Still type of doing stuff. So you to keep you yeah. full. Yeah, exactly. So stuff like that, um, yeah. w- was important. And, um, yeah, I think just like knowing that I, I remember even just sending the email after my, like my dad passed away being like, I need a break for a week guys. But after that, like, I would appreciate if things are like, <laughs> normal because that's what I need. Right. Like I need, I need things to like continue on and stuff. So yeah, yeah, there's elements of like me being in, you know, in a hospital room with my laptop and just like working through it, but still being there, which I like feel, um, very grateful. I was able to like be there the entire time and and still put money on the table with that security. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So um, like those type of things, but yeah, I think there's just like so much uncertainty and just trying to take like, you know, one step at a time that is really, really important. Well, and knowing you, um, I can imagine that your wife is a very strong woman, but I, and, and I'm sure that she was probably very, very, um, balanced, I guess you could say in, in her taking the news as well of trying to be as, as positive as she could with it, of trying to deal with, with what she could. And, and you needed to be that strong person though. That's the thing is that even though it's so hard for you to take that news, you needed to be there for her to be the strong person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how would I describe this? Amy is like the most remarkable person ever, but not in the conventional way of like, um, being super positive. Like she's very much a realist and like, yeah, but like just the the toughest, like even, in terms of like going through this process and stuff, there's like, there's good news at the end. She ends up like beating it and getting back to life and stuff. And even by like, she finished chemo in, um, I think she was finished in late February, or early March. Um, and like, like how do you like a huge, like, like in terms of like, not only did she have like chemo and stuff, but she got this, this tumor removed. That was like a really invasive surgery. It wasn't just like laparoscopic, like they opened her up, um, that kind of thing. And like getting through that, but she was like, she, she's got back to like lifting within the fall. And I think she squatted like 145 kilos by September. Yeah. She's like a national like powerlifting champ. Like, so like, yeah, no, she doesn't like mess around. Um, but like, so (laughs) her mindset around all of those things and stuff and just watching like the toughest person, you know, go through all this stuff was like, definitely like you have no choice, but to take things on the chin, Yeah, I guess is the biggest thing. So, um, it's just important to find someone that like pushes you in those ways. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so did you find that in, in, 
those few months that you guys were going through everything that she was that strength that kept you going because of her realist that her realism yeah, like do you feel yep. like that actually was like a bit because you weren't getting like the sugar coating like everything's gonna be okay totally. it's like look yeah. babe shit might not be okay you know what i yeah, mean no, yeah, but no I'd matter what we're gonna keep going every day together at this for right sure. for sure yeah and i think finding like strength in each other to do that was just something that helped us you know push forward And like you mentioned, this ends in a great story where she did 100% beat it. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah. See, and that is so beautiful that you guys were able to make it through that. But what I want to know too is, is, so you watched her be the strongest person going through Mm -hmm. this. You watched her recover out of the hospital and get back into normal life and even PR that normal life so, so quickly, right? Um, and I just, I just want to know, like, how did that make you grow from your wedding in September to the following September of that year? Because she was already squatting that, that weight by the following right September. So yeah, well, it's like, it was like remarkable to see, like, uh, I think a lot of times we like the things that we'll do to just get back to normal and stuff like can be expedited just because like, that's what we kind of have our sight set on and that type of thing. But, um, I don't know how, uh, I don't know if I have a good answer for you because I like literally look like I age like 12 years and yeah. like, in like 18 months. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, a, <laughs> because it's this, because this shit yeah, is for no, totally. real, right? Like, and yeah. that's, and that's the thing is that it's not fun going through this stuff. It's not just roses and rainbows. It's not just a year and the pain's over and everything's healed and we're good to go. Right. Like there's so many psychological and even physiological things that you are trying to heal from that moving forward. And I want to know of how did this change your life from that happening to who you were prior to that? Uh, I just think, I think it added like a real level of like resiliency around like um, what matters, but like a lot of things don't matter like in in the big picture in terms of like, you know, I'm like a very objective person around like growing my business and results and that kind of stuff. And it's like, um, as someone that gets so wrapped into that stuff, I think it really just um, solidified what actually matters. Yeah, exactly. Like that type of thing. And, and, and like th- that stuff and um, just being able to like, when you find yourself in those situations that knowing that like, if you can just take one step forward, like things will improve in that type of stuff, or just, you know, um, being able to survive it and maintaining, like, if you get out to the other side, like things will get better. So um, well, and, and I think that that's a great piece of advice. And, and it sounds like Um, it sounds like your wife has really gone through everything and taken it to now apply to inspire and help other people in their lives with the same thing. So I'm sure that the listeners would love to hear a little bit about what Amy's up to and and how this is now transforming other people's lives with what she's been through. No, she's been able to, uh, like get into the cancer recovery space, um, specifically with like, people that went through treatment and it's an interesting dynamic where, um, you know, they, they beat something really, really um, intense. Um, but afterwards it's kind of like, you know, left with a bunch of like side effects and in, in, in a position where they don't really, you know, um, feel like themselves anymore. So yeah. reclaiming that through, you know, like being able to do like evidence-based nutrition and, and exercise strategies and stuff, and it Beautiful. can be really, really helpful. So just providing that support, um, through that experience. 
Well, and how cool is it to have a doctor on your side that's actually been there? Because, you know, like when you're yeah. sick and you're struggling and, and the doctor's like trying to be positive and it's like, what the fuck do you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. While you're trying yeah. to get through it all. And so totally. I think that that's really it just makes a person feel that much more understood when somebody has gone through something similar to them. Um, So I think that that's really cool that she's able to kind of be that, that crutch, I guess you could say for other people that are going through it and being able to help them in such a holistic way as well, I think is, Mm -hmm. is really awesome. So Mm -hmm. to leave these uh, listeners with a piece of advice, what do you think you would leave these listeners with if, if they were wondering how to make it through something really hard in their life where, you know, it felt like everything was coming together, but now it feels like everything's been pulled in different directions because like, for example, of what happened with you guys, your finances were pulled in different directions. You know, this Mm -hmm. idea of what your marriage looked like just kind of crumpled and you have no idea what that looks like moving forward. You are now the housekeeper and any other role that Amy was playing, you now need Mm -hmm. to take over. So, you know, dynamics really change. So if somebody's going through something really hard and they're still trying to grind through their business, what would you give them for a piece of advice? I think when those moments, like it's one of those things where it's so easy to get caught up in like, you know, everything that's going around you and what you have to do in terms of just like surviving. I think it's just really important to know, especially like in a caretaker sense, um, like what's important to you and what will make you feel like normal. Right. And for me, it was just having, you know, a sense of normal so I could, you know, continue on and, and, yeah. and kind of just, you know, be able to like cope with those things. So there's things like continuing to lift, um, and making time for that as well as like, um, continue to work and provide value in that way so that I can like, you know, um, have that, that purpose as well as what was going on with me, I think mm-hmm. was just like really, really important to like mm-hmm. move through it. So I think it's just, it's just like building a business where it's so easy to get wrapped up into like the day to day what's going on with you, but just being able to like try to take a step back and think what's important to me here so that I can still be myself um, allows people to get through that stuff. And it's the same thing with like people can get through incredible things when they have something to push them forward. Right. Well, and I think that as you're saying, like people need to build this sense of normalcy, it's uh I also want to remind people that normalcy is different, right? Like it doesn't like mm-hmm. when something like this happens, your normal is now going to look different than what your normal did yeah. prior. So that means mm-hmm. that like, let's just say you used to be able to do 10 things for yourself in a day. Now you might only be able to do three and you need to pick those top three that are most important to you that are going to help right. allow your cup to be the most filled so that you can finish dealing with whatever it is taking your new priority, right? Especially totally. when it's something that is for somebody else as well, right? Yeah. Is making making sure that you're still getting that normal in for you, because as humans, we very much want to love and help others. And sometimes we let go of ourselves looking after other people. And so Mark said that a really big thing was making sure that he still had those couple vital things in his day that made him feel like it was routine. Right. So yeah, totally. I think that that's a great piece of advice to leave everybody with. That is amazing. So now you are up to all sorts of crazy, awesome things all the time. And everybody needs to go and check you out because not only do you have the best reels around town, but you got you good. Like them? Oh, I love your reels. They are always making me laugh. I'm like, I'm like, he has so many different props to use as well. I'm like his poor <laughs> kid's tickle trunk is probably getting, you know, tossed through <laughs> more yeah. than the kid does, but it's, it's awesome 
your content. So where can everybody find you? Is there a website that people can go and check out more information about what you actually do for coaching? Give us all the details. Yeah, sure. I'm probably most active on Instagram at MERCW Morris. Um, and feel free to come check me out there. Um, you'll find like, you know, more information around what I do in terms of training other nutrition coaches and my program, the Dr. Mark method, um, and kind of what we do in terms of helping also clients through polyhealth. So there's a few, few options there, but you find most of that information on my Instagram. Beautiful. So I will make sure that I link that down in the notes Sounds for everybody. Um, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on here and telling your story. It really is just good to know that people all of, of all walks of life go through all yeah. different things. Nobody's special. You know what I mean? And that's what totally. I really wanted the message to be is that we are all unique in our own way. And we have our successes and our struggles in our own way. And we cannot look at somebody else and just assume that their life has been easy um, because totally. there's so many moments that have made us into who we are. Okay. Completely. So Completely. thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. And you know that I will catch you next fucking Monday. And that's another honest episode dropped. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Naked in Truth, where we come together every Monday morning to set the week off with intention. Don't forget to head over to our Instagram page at Naked in Truth Podcast to stay up to date on future episodes, guest speakers, and other kick-ass info that can help you continue to create your impact. And you know that reviews are so valuable when it comes to building a community of like-minded people. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please drop some love on Apple Podcast Reviews and share this episode with someone who you think needs it. Thank you guys so much again for tuning in to today's episode. I'll catch you next Monday. And don't forget, love always wins.